Welcome, welcome to, to Cinequest, Cinequest Video. Uh, hello and welcome to Cinequest Video, the podcast that delves deep into the VHS classics to the modern day format and beyond. Today we have a little bit of a different episode coming at you today. We are focusing on a Criterion movie. Now, frankly, I don't know too much about Criterion. And we have, a, I guess, would be a different host today. I'm going to shut up after like about a couple 30 seconds or so. The female host. Female host today. Ooh, shocking. Center for equality. <laughs> but I'm going to step back, of course. Uh, I am Ray, normal host of CineQuest. But I'm going to allow Idanya, who's our new host for today, to continue on and introduce her guest on her episode of Criterion today. So, Idanya, take it away. Of course, darling. I, I own Park Avenue now. Um, so, of course, I would like to reintroduce myself in a more formal manner. I'm Idanya, and I was previously in a CineQuest podcast show for Chasing Amy that Valentine's Day special, which, I mean, wasn't quite the romance I was expecting. But, you know, I guess some are into suffering, some are not. (laughs) And my co-host would be DA. Yes, hi guys. And my favorite, I would say, would you be like a recurring host, like, Guest or would just be... Yeah, I'd say guest star. Are you just... Are you just you're just fucking Ron, dude. You... Oh, yeah. My name's Ron, by the way. <laughs> no, it's fucking Ron. Fucking if I may Ron. clear up just real quick. Yeah. Uh, Ron uh, has surpassed his special guest status. Oh, yes. That's, that's what he's just, I'm talking about. He's, regular... he's Reggie. He's, he's uh, Bryce I'm... Reggie now. Nice. <laughs> Dope. He, sur- Dope. he survived the beating that we gave him with an old VHS. Oh, yeah. The, the socks. Oh, hazing. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, Ron... Mm-hmm. So happy to have you in my show now. Oh, thank you, thank you. Because this is my show now. <laughs> I own this house. Just too. to clarify. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the film that I have decided I wanted to talk about for our first formal episode is *The Night Porter*. In the Criterion Collection, it is of spine number 59. So it's one of Criterion's earlier releases. I would say pretty up there with like. Salo and but also the earlier Fellini, like in half. And I think uh, Seven Samurai is seven like Samurai's. pretty. I don't even know. It has to be like a really low number. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Yeah. Someone so probably it's does. pretty early, which is why I kind of questioned, like, hey, why would this be considered into the criterion such an early stage? Mm-hmm. Um, it was released in 1974, uh, directed by, directed and written by Liliana Gavani. Uh, she's known for other films such as Year of the Cannibals, The Guest, and The Beyond Good and Evil. <clears throat> yeah, Beyond but Good none of these things. have a lot of. Um, they don't have a lot of acclaim. They don't. Oh, really? So this yeah. is this is the only one that that she has received. Yeah, she actually received the Robert Bresson Award for this movie. For, yeah, for The Night Porter in 1974. Right. No, she received the Robert Bresson Award. Last year, in 2018. Oh, really? Yeah, for this film only. Like, I think she's mostly gotten a lot of acclaim for this film. She did get a lot of acclaim and has received a lot of acclaim, but she um, received a lot of momentum because of the controversy of this film. And the reason that she's become such an icon, I think, mm-hmm. is because of the controversy of this film, much more than um, 
her other ones. Although uh, she's kind of extenuated on the themes of this film and her other work, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, I think that it definitely has a lot to do with the controversy, um, how people perceive it now, how people perceived it then. Uh, I think that played a lot into how we think of the film now and how it used to be thought of. Uh, it's very different. And I think uh, interpretations can be very, very different now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which we'll no. into, yeah. But, I mean, it did get a lot of, you know, bad reviews. It, it, got, it was badly received when it first premiered. Right, Roger Because Ebert. it was something very fresh and new. Because, I mean, it did kind of coerce itself into the Nazis. It right. began the Nazi exploitation movie, which is very popular, I think. Yeah. And, like, would it be... Was that like a genre movement? That because I I meant to ask you about that the genre. I think it is. Nazi yeah, exploitation. I, I, I don't know specifically. I haven't seen any of those Nazi exploitation I, 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 I movies either. Either I have heard of. Them. But I've I know it's a thing. And I'm aware yeah. she also tapped into this. This was something that she was conscious of as she made the film and went more into it. But yeah, 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 no, for sure. So. Yeah, it was directed by her, and those are the yes. films that she made. That you cut this out. I'm just reminding myself. <laughs> yeah, Cavani was great. Uh, I'm interested in. Uh, I had told you, I I am very interested in seeing some of her other work. This uh, is the first like, movie I've seen from it, her. It too. was Night Night That's mostly popular. For I would me. watch yes. another one. I would say I would want to see something like else she's did. So yeah. there, uh, the one there's two that's that have interested me most. But uh, if you really like the Night Porter, I think that uh, what's really attuned to it is one called the Berlin Affair. It's seemingly the same kind of story Uh very similar thematic elements but it's told from the female perspective during world war ii it's a world war ii film Mm -hmm. very very similar post world war post world war ii because it takes place in 1957 yeah 57 this is so but but the film in 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 and of itself takes place in in world war ii yeah he's talking about the plot oh okay okay, the story Um, plot takes place in 1957 in vienna right and uh, what i'm getting at is more is like it was very uh i guess sexploitation nazi exploitation nazi whatever it is uh and uh so she tapped into that but in a way that felt very uh i guess it'd be more feminist is the term we'd use now well i don't know if it would be feminist because i mean i haven't seen it so i can't say but to hear that it was told from a female perspective in contrast to a film like this which i would argue is very very much attuned towards the male gaze uh i don't know uh it may feel different it might not i can't really judge but it it is nice to know that she was aware um of how this sort of movement occurred and that she made this film as a sort of um and like like as a sort of way to combat all of that and I but had been telling this you this one was before. It's the Berlin Affair. Now I got it. Like I yeah. got confused oh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I we were up. talking about the Night Porter. No, the no, Berlin Affair. The Berlin Affair. So was that one before or after the, the Night Porter? Uh, so it was the after. Berlin Affair after the Night Porter, and it is, um, yeah. From what I've heard, it's very much uh, the same kind of sexploitative feel, but through the female perspective and because okay, of so that the female is the 
right. know, masochist. I, I would assume. I'm not entirely sure. It is very acclaimed, and I'm surprised it isn't really talked about much, but I did see mm-hmm. it mentioned a lot within the controversy of The Night Porter. So I like that, and the other thing I was going to add, you know, I love my philosophy. I love Nietzsche more than anything in the world. Um, so she made a film called Beyond Good and Evil, which mm-hmm. is my favorite book by, Beyond, uh, by, by Nietzsche. And um, apparently it is about a... Uh, Three, a triangular relationship that occurred between Nietzsche, a homosexual relationship with a man, and a woman. So it was kind of a love triangle between the three of them. Mm -hmm. I knew Nietzsche was crazy. I love him. Uh, But I had no idea. I knew he was that crazy too, because literally right before he he died, like he was dancing around in his underwear, Uh and his sister would like make people pay to go look at him like just ramble and run around in the house so he was exploited badly but i digress uh i uh, i really like him and i think that it's really int- this is a part of his life that i never knew happened so and it's, so it, it's really well she directed this because and, and i think mostly in part because she either minored or majored um no you told me she minored in philosophy. i think she minored in philosophy yes so this played in a lot into it and um i i i'd love to see her take on on nietzsche um so I would you say you would prefer maybe one of those films to have been i i'm not sure be because i i did like get attention how I liked and didn't like this film, and we'll, we'll, we're going to get okay, all into yeah, all we'll of get that. Into it. But um, to see the female perspective will be very interesting because of the contrast. But definitely, I, my interest is much more piqued in her philo- philosophical work. I feel like this was more about morality and uh, politics than it was about philosophy. And if she is a very philosophical director, I would love to learn more about that and see more of that in her work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude. What about you, Ron? Ooh. What of these films did you kind of catch into that uh, caught your attention? Actually, I didn't really look into her <laughs> other You didn't film. look into her no, other No, but I do want to see that... Uh, I would want to check the out one the one Beyond Fair or, or no, Beyond Good and Evil. Evil. Yeah, Good and Evil. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd prefer that one over the Berlin Affair. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't look into the other ones except for the first ones that I mentioned. There are quite a few that I found on a uh, exclusive uh, kind of server where I'm able to download film from, and so I searched up her name to see what people. Excuse me, bourgeoisie. I, I'm not trying to be. It's it's not not bourgeoisie actually. It's just you know. I don't know. I don't okay. know how to describe it, but it's, it's a service. So Members I, I, only I, added, I added all of the films that people had requested by her, her most popular. Mm-hmm. And it is one called Interno Berlinese. That was the one that most people had seen. And I'm not sure. And this is by her? Yes. These are all her films. I yeah, don't... because I was going to mention that I, w- I found it very confusing. So she's an Italian director. She is an the, Italian director. Who did a film on you know german nazis yeah but the language and the audio and the writing in okay so that is that was the thing too like i thought i wouldn't as a video file i just looked at the audio it had two audio things i automatically switched it to italian because i was like it has it's italian movie 
mm-hmm. it sh- maybe the language is Italian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I looked, I was like, you know, this doesn't sound right because it wasn't matching up with the audio. So I went to Criterion's website and it okay. says English on it. So I was okay. like, well, then English is the, but then there's some actors too yeah. that, they, that, that are Italian. another language yeah. Yeah. quite evidently are speaking something else than is being dubbed. Yeah, and it's just dubbed yeah, in English. So dubbing, yeah. Th- this is where I uh, had kind of gotten into how I, I, I really like Yayo filmmaking. Uh, and for me, this felt like the anti-Gyo film. Because in Gyo filmmaking, uh, we saw a lot of... It was all filmed in black and white. The very good example would be Argento, of course. But uh, he would film... Not in black and white, I'm sorry. In, in, in silent. It would be all silent. And so all of the dubbing, regardless of language, whether it was English or German or, you know... French, whatever. He would allow them to speak their own language, and then it would always be dubbed over every single uh. sound because all of it was filmed in silence. So, this Whoa. this started in the sixties, seventies. Uh, it was very, very. Yeah, it was obviously a very big genre, a big movement in the genre, and a big genre movement. And so, I feel like this not only was a part of that, but it also made fun of it not made fun of it but it felt like uh, the, the reason i said anti-gyo is because gyo is so colorful and vibrant okay and, yeah actually i did and this felt very that. muted very yeah. muted, this felt know, very dark saturated and grim, and grim. Yeah. It, if i could mention the great lars von trier um it, it felt <laughs> it, 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 it felt like a very dogma era like it felt like watching dogville or uh something like Late, uh, like Dancer in the Dark, uh, very just ugly, gritty, lo-fi stuff. Even Harmony Korine's early stuff, like Gummo, Trash Humper, really? stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So that kind of gritty style, you know, it it it, it felt very. It did. It did have that kind yeah. of style and, to it, and but I also like. But it was very contrasted with like the design and the set and the shots that I they had. I will agree. That is one thing I meant to say. It was I, very contrasted. I when because, I talked to you about this movie, and that conflicted me. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, when I talked to you about this, you're like, oh, I'm so versus exploitation, and I, and that's when I was starting <laughs> it, and I was uh, I was like, all right, so I'm in for a great exploitation ride, and. Uh, and I was like, holy shit, this is good. Yeah. I, I'm really liking the cinematography. It's very Dude, muted. Yeah, I thought the cinematography yeah. was really um, good. But yeah. I'm really the liking the set design. Yeah. I, I thought it was very well. Those slow pans, the slow, long pans are they just. They were very romantic in a way for me. They, well, it's the whole slow. film is romantic. I wonder if that's on purpose, too, because yeah. it's supposed yeah. to make you feel like you're like. Exactly. Like oh crap! Like, it kind I'm not of supposed felt like a Lolita think... vibe to me. Yeah, kind of like the inappropriate relationship where you're kind of happy that they're seeing each other again, but they're seeing each other again. Like this is a man who severed. Ooh, uh, by the Nazi. way, spoilers. We can talk about the scene. Right? Are we? Are we? Spoiling? That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> you can talk about whatever you want. All right. All right so okay. when you know in that famous dancing scene where she's doing oh, her lean and oh yes oh my Can goodness I was, in those I suspenders and those pants oh yeah oh my and god he, yeah the performance she gives and then he gives her the severed head yeah you know, he's a man who clearly he is trying to avoid going into his nuremberg trials because 
he is ashamed of what he's done, but he wants to clear his conscience by allowing his karma to catch on to him. Which yeah, he says he's yeah. ashamed of working in daylight because yeah, that's why he's, he's the that's night why he's porter. The night porter. And, and, and then in a sense, when he sees her again, he he is reminded of his past, and this is pretty much what this entire film is supposed to be about: mm-hmm. is two people being reminded of their past and then going on that memory lane. And then you see it was essentially a karmic relationship for them because they return to each other and they end up in the same mm-hmm. she's rationing she's back pretty much from what she was the yeah she she's like rationing revert- food she's back to her thin yeah there's there's that scene there. where the jam's like on the i think it's on the, the dresser yeah yeah and then she's and just she's like eating, eating it, it off the floor and stuff so yeah it like really like reverted her back to reverted her, like uh, she went from being you know the wife of an american orchestra or playwright or mm-hmm. and it's a conductor for conductor, the yeah. yeah for the opera i think exactly and she goes from being you know from going from that being the play toy of an ss officer and somehow surviving because of that relationship and then going into being the wife of an, an orchestra mm-hmm. you know jesus i can't conductor? get it conductor yeah the, yeah i always think conductor i think trains and thomas the train comes up it's always like, a train <laughs> spooky and then she goes back to being that just because she went back to what she's known for so long she reverted being to who she was yes yeah, his little girl which was fucking creepy and, yeah, and he, there was a quote that he said um there was quite literally a scene where he was defending their relationship yes i think it's when he's talking to the, the he, other lady right the, yeah no, it was during the dinner scene and it's uh i wrote it's composed of a glorious long take because of course i write that um but max tells someone that he's arguing with she was my little girl and she's exactly the same yes. i still love her oh the yeah same. and that dynamic of him thinking of her as a little girl yes. I, I the dynamic of her seeing that dress oh, and yes, it reminding her of her childhood uh, and, and and the fact that she was kind of willingly ish but not raped well, I mean in a sense I feel like when you look into her eyes p- because I mean this is uh, Charlotte Rampling as Lucia yes and Dick Uh it is um, let me get I it. can't really say his name it so. is Dick Borg Borgant Borgant oh, can uh, somebody Bogan. get it Bogard. Bogard. I'm so sorry Dirk yeah it would be Bogard, Bogard. and uh, Charlotte Rampling where's my assistant yeah, I know. Uh, Dirk Bogard is Max, and Charlotte Rampling is Lucia. Philippe Leroy is Klaus. Was, was, was Klaus um, the monocle guy? Yes. I, was it yes. the guy that did monocle. the performance? Yes, it was. No, no, no. Who? Or no. Who the performance it guy? Yeah, uh, it, yeah, that performed naked. Yeah. There's the naked but he's, performance. The naked for, but he's a Nazi too. Was he too? the guy that was in uh, La Ventura? Because that is Gabriel See, it's just so fucking confusing because there's like Italian actors and then there's English, British actors and then they're doing like... And and I appreciate three different language movies because like, you know, it gives it that art if you know how to do it right, if you know how to like disconnect your three storylines. If you want to do three storylines, like say for example, Babel from Iñárritu. Oh yeah. 
But that worked. But it, it, it worked. worked. There was different languages. She had not only a different language, she had different, you know, actors, which is fine. Oh, but yeah. I was just so confused. So what is this considered? Well, even is this Dirk- considered Italian cinema? Is this considered like British it, cinema? It, it, I would say it's what? Italian because the director is Italian. It is Italian, Italian cinema. But I did mean to ask you, especially you as a historian, would this be something that is actually and could be historically relevant and historically accurate? Because you have these people that are, you know, SS, ex-SS soldiers or mm-hmm. ex Nazis uh, marching around and speaking with heavy, heavy, you know, British accents. And they uh, and this woman also who doesn't really look Charlotte Rampling is she doesn't. Yeah. When I picture a Holocaust survivor, it isn't her. It, it, it's not. And, like, uh, I, I don't like, know if that is a. But I mean, what is a Holocaust survivor what is supposed to look like? like? You know, <laughs> what I mean is she doesn't. It just you is know, very. It's, it's very times, unconventional, huh? and I'm not sure. Is that is that something that you know? Would it should not be like, German? And you know, they they talk about the Third Reich. They talk about a lot of these okay. things. Um, but so well, you do understand that she wasn't Jewish. She, from what I read, she had to be something like she some, like Polish. First of or all, this like took place in Vienna. This all Vienna. Knew, yes. All oh, Vienna. I knew. So I wanted was, to get that too. Yeah. She was, I believe, daughter of a Viennese socialist, or she was the socialist. Yeah, yes, yeah, so, a communist. Was, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah, communist. They, and at that time, actually, if historically speaking, if you go back to the first people that were sent to concentration camps back in like 1934, uh-huh. Dachau. It was mostly communists. Okay. They read. They were after the communists first. They have their dig so, in the, at communists and then, in the movie. Eventually, you know, after hazing the Jews, they eventually moved them all into concentration camps. But okay. primarily, they wanted to target, you know, people that were it just it, anti-fascist. The, the thing is, yeah, and it it is anti-fascist in a positive but, sort of way. I mean, for politically speaking, uh-huh. and it also has that subtle dig at at a. At a like anti-communist views, uh, which I yeah, love. Like, um, yeah. But I don't know that that sense of it not being germ, like you know, German soldiers. Yeah, because going back, it felt to very your strange. Exactly, but because there was actually they did not. But really... I knew it was Vienna, and I was gonna tell you, I, you know, Vienna is like see, my number one why... place in the world that I want to visit, and it ruined <laughs> Vienna for me. <laughs> I just Vienna is so bleak. It's okay. And we'll, just, I, we'll just watch the before trilogy. I need to watch the before trilogy again Next because time. man, that was a horrific, horrific view of Vienna. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I am just broken by Vienna. I am, uh, Was it really that affecting? Uh, yes and no. I mean, yes and no. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into the nose. We haven't really talked about the nose. We've well, been, we've been just rambling on. Well, we've been, been talking mostly about the positives of it. I think. Uh, the, uh, I I I will. I can get into well, my problems. Well, going back to your question that you asked me, if whether it it's be historically relevant, yeah. I would say no. Not relevant, but, but maybe accurate. Not it, accurate either. In, no. Or in in order for it some... to be accurate, you have to have factual evidence okay. backing it up. They did not use or portray real names. Uh, all right. So, so then rewording. If it's all fictional, I mean, yes, maybe it could possibly be a rewritten story of a survivor. Uh, that is it. Okay. But unless it's known for sure, unless it tells you, oh, like, documentary you know, facts, and, and that, or like in a documentary. Series. Yeah, I don't, and I, and I don't mean I in, in the sense of a documentary, because, but I meant in the sense of like, is this something that could have really happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, like, like the, a lot of worse yes. things happened. I no, mean, no, no, no. Yeah, I like with these soldiers. Did, oh, like them trying like, to with, like with the yeah, with like, the, this things, sort like, of hierarchy that existed. Like, just talk about it. Like, for example, the rape scene. That the goes rape on. scene. Was I, it a man or was it a woman? I thought it was one? a woman. Okay, the rape. Oh, let's talk. Oh, well, that's a let's weird. That's a weird scene. job. <laughs> but okay, if you want to talk about the rape <laughs> scene, yes, uh, there was the oh. man raping another man while yeah. he was. Was I thought it at first? I thought it was what's his name um uh, this movie kind of like this no, movie no, 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 really Klaus? messes with you yeah with the characters. It really does, it's, it's like um i thought it was what's his name uh mario the the witness oh, mario. because yeah, he did witness. say well because oh, why would you before that just say i know because uh max tells him i've never told anybody what you did to get out who like, does he tell he Max tells that to Mario oh, before before Max. he oh, before he invites yeah, him to were, go fishing. Right, he's like, I've never I told anybody that. what you did to get out safely. Uh-huh. So see, he's like when that and then that scene jumps, it goes right to that scene right afterwards. Yeah, because it goes into flashbacks. So, but the oh, flashbacks are jumpy. They the don't just like transition. They jump. Ch- yeah. But yeah, go on. But yeah, so I I assumed it was him at first, but then I don't know. I guess it could be a rape. Uh, I'm not, well, I'm not no, sure. no, it wasn't. <sighs> It wasn't rape. It was only a rape scene. You, I mean, you would you only assume it's rape scene, because it's in a concentration camp. I guess so. so yeah. Like, yeah. It just logically the, the, and like the thing is, you know, morally it wouldn't make sense. But uh-huh. then again, this movie doesn't morally make sense at all. Not even logically. I, but I, I still, I still like the art facts of it. Right, go on. I did rewind that part about like three, four times to make sure it was a, uh, not done. Not, uh, that's how I shouldn't have said that. Uh. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I will leaving. say this might Bye be guys. The, it was a good podcast. <laughs> this might be the uh, only time uh, so, I would say it too, but it, for like how gruesome the scene was, I thought it was like very like nicely shot. Yeah, you have. <laughs> thank, it, you. It sounds, thank you. It sounds thank so you. Thank like no, messed no, no, up to say, right. no, no, but it's, right. a, it's it is like you have position. You have like the people behind yes, the beds, the, the bars in front of them. Beautiful. And then it and it's like a slow, a like slow pad. pad. Slow yeah. Pad. Oh, I, 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 okay, you, as you can tell, I love my slow pads. <laughs> so I I loved that, and yes, it pans out to these people with very dead panned faces, har Yeah. That was such a view to see. And then, like you're viewing one one shot, you're seeing this happening, and then you see this happening, and then it goes back. Then it goes no, it goes to her, right? It, well, yeah, it it, 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 it transitions from the guy the guy fucking the other guy, and and it, it, you can tell his arm is very hairy. Yeah, and he is pleasuring himself. Yeah. and I was like, a, a woman so it wasn't could rape. be doing I guess that, not, it wasn't, but no. when I see, no like, no, so see that's why it wasn't rape. That's what I was gonna get out. <laughs> It was just weird, you I'm know? Sorry. It just was weird, it, yeah. and, and, and this, if I can, this kind of segues into my issue with the film as a whole because as much as I want to believe that these two were in love and were destined to be yeah, together and destined to die together, it, it, this is like extreme Stockholm syndrome, syndrome via Holocaust, the movie. And yes, I yeah, don't it, like it that, yeah. Um, because he he very much took advantage of her, and as much yeah. as she yeah. may have liked it, it doesn't feel. I, I feel like it does, and it doesn't validate it enough. I no, I need to watch it again. No, see here, I I felt the same way, conflicted, but I don't think that she liked it. 
I think I, that she just used it as the same survival skill that he was using it. She, you, because in a way, if you truly really see it, she kind of feels like, I think the only reason why I made it out alive was because this guy kept yeah. me alive. I, All I had to do was just do what he wanted me to do to him or mm-hmm. whatever. And then I would get fed, yeah. I would be safe and alive, and she survived because of him yeah. in a sense. Do you I, think she would have survived if it wasn't for him? Though? I, guess I, I, I would say that I, too, I but... But I, oh, go, ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go okay. ahead. Because I, I feel like um, she like goes back to him. So there has to be a part of her that like but wants see, to. That I don't part know, of her that wa- that goes back, that's grooming behavior when you think about it too. Like it she was, was so really accustomed to him. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, it, it feels like saying. it can be a love story and it can be like this sort of, She's so used to being around this person. Like when it started, it was very playful and also not playful, yeah. which I really liked about that scene. I was, it was very I'm conflicting. Like, like, okay, am like, I supposed to be like worried or? Yeah, because she, she's like screaming so, yeah. and then laughing, and I'm like, is she being raped? Is she liking this? By the way, is that performance both? was incredible. All of her, she's the, the one in the in the hotel, right? She is wonderful. Yes, yes in the okay. hotel. Okay. When they finally when they finally meet, meet in the hotel, for, in the hotel the, yeah. and. And and I, I feel like that's my problem with the movie because it all originated from her being a you know, a Holocaust survivor and eventually returning to someone who yes, saved her life, but held her captive. And it says and it's shown in the movie. It like he protected her yeah. to an extent. Yeah. It was to an extent, girl. but it, he all it also shows him abuse her and torture her because he has to. Uh, so I don't I don't know. It just it feels like maybe it is a love story, but it also doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't feel like it justifies all of it enough. I, I I'm conflicted about that. I I, I do like it. I especially I, I love the ending and I feel like that solidifies the love story especially. Okay, but we're like, not at the ending I yet. I know, but but for I just briefly mentioning that's really what solidifies it as a love story for me. But up until that point, I was very conflicted about the relationship. Yeah. What about you, Ron? What are your thoughts on the relationship? Like, what did you think about their relationship? Or like, if there was a relationship? Because I don't even fucking know either. It. I don't know. I feel like. Sh- I'm not exactly sure because he's like a like, I guess he's like a scientist or a doctor. He oh. is. Did, ever, did they say form, no? Well, but I had to read up uh-huh. on it. No, like he was like a doctor. I would say he went in as like a fake doctor, but he was just there for Lucia. Oh, okay. okay. So what happened is <clears throat> he was uh, an SS soldier, and uh, he ended up yeah faking his way into being a doctor just to get. Like pictures of her, yeah. which is oh, like, and that's why that they're scene when they're oh, by the way, that so scene many where scenes. they're just all naked with shoes. That still oh, makes me feel God. so oh, yeah, Salo as fuck. Like I loved it. I, uh, <laughs> it was just like <gasps> like it made me feel so uncomfortable because it's like okay, well, why are you wearing shoes? You just might as well like leave them without shoes. But like no, they're they're wearing shoes, and I don't know that thing with the shoes, and <laughs> it just gets me like not that I don't want them wearing shoes, but. 
it just oh, that's not, like, it just throws you off. Being a history major and seeing all the photographs and all the documentaries, <laughs> I don't see them wearing shoes. Oh god, so okay. it was much less naked like that wearing shoes. <laughs> well, you know, so it was just a very new scene to me. But go ahead, Ron, continue <laughs> on your. Um, okay, so he's a, I guess faked his way to being a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just I guess. I don't even know what to say, man. It's like really like, (laughs) it's like super like confusing, not confusing, but like, I think the only reason why she was with him, even in the concentration camp was because, I mean, obviously a concentration camp is probably like the most horrible thing without saying. So aside from hell, but then again, I don't know, maybe if you're on the devil's. (laughs) So I guess this guy was like the only person that was like kind of nice to her, nicer than anyone else probably. So that's probably, so which goes to the Stockholm syndrome. And I don't know, I guess it's conditioning. Like you said, like grooming. It is conditioning. That's why when she saw him again. Yeah. You're going to fall in love. I mean, and I say this because I'm a big, like I've been watching so much true crime stuff about like Ted Bundy and Birch told, and I just finished Five hours of ne- leaving Neverland. Five hours. Oh, Four I plus the the, 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 the Oprah, the Oprah watch special, it. which is even better than the whole. There's thing. a where the fuck is this Oprah it, special? It's all on HBO. Okay. But anyway, I'll catch so, on so all of this has just made me so accustomed to seeing it, and I'm just it, it perturbs me because I I I don't feel like I said I don't feel I I feel like this movie does and doesn't really shoot what it's going for, but at the same time, I have to suspend my disbelief because. As I said, we live in a culture and a time now where we see and interpret things in such a different way. I mean, with the Me Too movement and with the Time's Up movement and with female empowerment. I don't want to ring that up. No, but I mean, you you, you have to with a film that is is a sexploitative film. This is a different... You see things through a different scope. When I read a review's... Like now, you know, even before Me Too started, Ebert hated the fuck oh, out yeah. of this movie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, oh, yeah. Ebert I saw said that. it was yeah, trash. Yeah. The New York Times trashed it. They, yeah. yeah. A they, lot of people. Um, I I love Letterboxd, and so a lot of people on Letterboxd are always a, uh, uh, you know, bashing it for its use of you know sexualizing women and using uh like I said, female gaze, very uh, non-traditional sort of almost pornograph non-pornographic pornography um which is very strange and uh it didn't feel derivative for a female director mm-hmm. which shocked me yeah no i think i read somewhere in an article that i was reading about her that she wasn't aiming to be for this to be like a feminist movie this wasn't supposed but it, to be but it is a strong female lead though but it is she's not a, okay that last part, no, but it is. A, I, I would she argue wasn't, it is. A, I, I would argue it is a very feminist film, be, because. Uh, uh, but it it's is. about <laughs> a woman that. Okay, no, because yes, the male hero and all, but it is about female empowerment. She does everything in her power to survive, like you well, said. Yeah, I mean, I guess in a way, this is, is mostly like mental. Um, in a sense like mental feminism because I mean she did use her advantages I mean when a girl sees that a guy is being too nice to her obviously she knows oh my god this this guy wants something with me the girl right. just like automatically and if, and if it's not true she assumes so she's gonna just coerce herself into it and say okay well if I can survive if this guy just you know favorites me and 
But I guess she didn't expect all the sick stuff, or maybe she did, yeah. and then she liked it. Yeah, maybe. and then that's yeah. why she kept. Yeah, because there's that scene where like he breaks the glass and yeah. he steps, and then like she puts her hand under his under foot, his and then foot she and, and he stomps. Yeah. yeah, and she was like cool with it. She was complacent yeah. with it. So. It's very like it reminded me of Phantom Thread, actually, like hardcore Phantom Thread. Oh. <laughs> PTA. Uh, PTA. Uh, but um, PTSD. PTA. As far as feminism, there was uh, something that it really my attention and it was in the sinking scene where you know uh she's literally topless and like a fingering herself you know in front of all of this group like this huge uh, group of men and i i feel like somehow that manages to me the be the most feminist part of the film because she's putting herself out there she is like i don't think totally she wanted to do it or did you what she what was feels not did you get, sexualizing do you know, herself do you know that scene do you know what this, scene saw, yeah, that, yeah. that singing scene where mm-hmm. you know the infamous the fucking cover of the i know yeah, she did marlene dietrich bitch yeah so i just i feel like that i got this i i just feel like that scene for me especially it felt very empowering to her character Do you because think that she felt good doing that I in mean, front of all these I, officers. I'm not and- sure. I mean, obviously, when I saw it, I, I mean, it's, she's like in a room with like the people that are like holding her captive, exactly. So, or, and killing killed her but entire think, family. But but she, but, it, but she was like. I, I don't know. Was man. she forced? She was not. But she was not forced. But she was performing also too. She was performing, yeah, which is like. Perfor- so that's why I don't know if, and if she, there is a distinction between it being a performance or it being because she's being forced to do it. Yeah, I guess that's like. Is she enjoying it? A, that, is she doing it because it's empowering? Wow, well, that has because, to be on purpose. That, I mean, that's like what they're trying to it, convey, it, it, right? Because that's what that's the vibe I felt from it too. But if if she is quite literally like looking at some dude and then sticking her hand down her pants and pleasuring herself, there is obviously a level of enjoyment to the, all of every like the, the scene, everything that is happening. I feel like she did enjoy being in control and in power and being that one person that had every single person's eyes on her. I don't know. I think in that in that way to me, it felt very empowering to her. But I, maybe I'm putting too much emphasis on it because I love that scene so much. But uh, I, I I just I really like that. I was like, oh my god, this is supposed to be so exploitative, and yet she managed to totally subvert that to a way a, a place where okay. it was her in control. It was all eyes on her. I can be topless. I can finger myself, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Like, because this is about me. Like, it's not about you. It's not about the men. It's about me having control of the fucking room right now. And then actually. And I loved that. Not thinking about it, uh, historically speaking. Oh, here we go. This is, this is, Uh, (laughs) here we go with the history facts. Hitting you with them, history facts. Um, going back to it, it is in 1974 mm-hmm. when this movie was released, and the feminist movement was pretty big at that time. I mean, we had Roe versus Wade, I think, in 1973. Oh my God! We so did. right after, I mean, so the feminist movement is just like really going for it. So I guess in a sense, I can see where you're coming from, where there might be like the connotation that it's empowerment, female empowerment, where even yeah. though you find yourself in the worst situation which is a fucking concentration camp where they're yeah. starving you and they're abusing you, 
you you remain alive. You can still remain true to you. You can still perform the fuck out of Malin Dietrich. You can still I don't know find pleasure in being abused. I don't you fucking. You just gotta it. hope a SS Dude, officer likes you. I guess. Exactly. Right? I know. Right? That's I mean, so problematic. I hope he me. responds to me back on Tinder. Look, like, I think about that and I think, okay, what if I didn't have papers? When I ice. I have to okay. hope. I, oh, okay. I have to. I, I have to hope I find like a really hot ice. Getting too yes. Real. I have to ho- ho- like hope I find a really hot ice officer. <laughs> like I don't. You know. Because <laughs> so like, we're we're thinking about the Holocaust, and I know that it's very unfair to compare the two. Yeah, it's but it, not to compare. Not really. Uh, uh, but you know what? But, I, you know where I'm coming from in the sense the of that dehumanization. The dehumanization is, of someone is still present. A- a- and. And the fact that it is very much becoming attached to someone by a non-romantic means. Mm-hmm. And, and that is where the disconnect that I have with it being romance comes from. Well, yeah, from. see, that's why, and that, as I was asking you, Ron, mm-hmm. like, what your thoughts are oh, on the relationship. Oh, I don't think it is romance. Back yeah. to no, what we're not. saying. I love that. Because he even says it's not uh, really? Well, because remember when he's know. talking to that lady when he's when he says that she was her little girl, oh, she yes. says yeah. she says it's such a romantic story. Yeah, he's like it's not a romantic <gasps> oh, story. Yeah. Oh, he's like oh, he's like it's, he said it's a biblical story. It's and a biblical story, and then he goes into the whole yes, head, yes. yeah, and then, and then I yeah, and then I guess she was the portrayal of Salome. And, and I love that, and I, I I loved the biblical allegory. I thought it fit in very very oh, did well. You, did you actually catch the biblical allegory? Because I, I mean, come from a Christian very, church. Yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, so basically, yeah, don't have got all the biblical facts and the historical um, facts. Yeah, you know, it, it's that whole thing. You know, you shouldn't have birthday parties. You know, that whole thing because when you have, you have a birthday, uh, that girl that asked for someone's severed head on her birthday. <gasps> So Jehovah's Ooh. a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses do not celebrate Never. birthdays uh, and or other holidays because of because of this. Uh, so I like that that was incorporated and and, I, and I'm sure it was very very thematically uh, heavy biblically. I am very sure it was, uh, but I didn't think about it in a biblical aspect until he said it's a Bible story. I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit, should it, did it have been this whole time? Because I thought it was a sexploitation so film, according to Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. It was mostly Nazi exploitation. But it wasn't I mean, you can though. Take it, in any- it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it wasn't. wasn't though. Yeah. It actually wasn't. I mean, it opened I, the doors. What I gathered from it was I, mostly just a romance. For I, me, I, it was a romance because I felt like they were attached. But at the same time, I was like, no, it was a survival story. It, and yeah. then it goes back to being well what the fuck is it exactly. i think i would say it's and, and a survival think, yeah. story it's just this dude it's like so taking would, advantage and control of this girl in the concentration camp he sees her again he's like now's my chance to get back <laughs> to yeah. get her back well, yeah but yeah. see the way it all happens and the way it all plays out is so strange it almost feels like he's stalking her at first like oh, the way yeah. he's, let's uh, talk the about opera, that scene the, at the opera. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Scene. Yeah, that. Okay. So Shit. see that just yeah. Ron, those those shots. What do you oh, think about that yeah. shot where they're just looking it's just her and then it's just him looking at There's, her. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. scene. That whole scene where he's just you just uh, where he's just sitting there and he's just like looking at her and you just see his expression and you mm-hmm. feel her tension as yeah, he is when, looking at and her and he kind of like like raises his head like that's right like, yeah yeah like yeah. I I still yeah. control you yeah. yeah yeah and then he like leaves after that and then yeah she turns mm-hmm. around and he's, he's not he's not, yeah. he's not there. Le- God, dude, I cried 
beautiful. It's just that. See, there. That's what I mean. There's such beautiful parts in this that, film. Yeah. That I. There, I and that is why and I do believe it is a Criterion film because it is so. There's so okay. much nuance in these characters. Even, but yes and no, because although I, I do feel like there could be a bit more development, we could have kind of learned more about them as they went on, but. I still like that there was a lot of mystique behind each mm-hmm. of the two. But then at the same time, doesn't that hinder it? Because it, like I said, it feels like Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. I feel like with just a little bit more backstory, it may not have felt like Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, yeah. Um, they, it just uh, Maybe it's a screenplay kind of issue, and that's a technicality. But um, I don't know. That, that That's just really that one glaring issue that I... I, yeah. I and it's not even an issue. It's just it, it it makes it difficult to label the genre because what is it? Like you think it's romance. You don't see it as you see it as survival. Yeah. I am really kind of like in the middle. Yeah, I'm in the middle. I am in the middle because yeah. I do see it as a romance film, but I also see it as a like as a, I mean, survival film. No, I mean, would it like be Rockson. like, I like mean, I'm if, telling if, you, if someone is being held captive and then falls in love with their, like, you know, captor 15 years later, that is a horror film. That, yeah. <laughs> well, so I mean, essentially, it could be this is essentially a horror film. Also, that's why I'm telling you, like, in the like, essence that it gives he, off, I could see it being more, he, you know, into he's yeah, it was, it's John. It's it's a psychological drama. It, it, see, it yeah. is psychological. He he seduces her all over again. I if we're can we can we get to the end now? I mean, well, I mean, we're, uh, well, I didn't even reaffirm. <laughs> I wanted to say because I mean, how many how many minutes are we gonna be doing, Ray? Well, just to mention to tie in because okay. So I did forget to mention the reason why we're all here today is to discuss Criterion films that have either had low rankings on like oh, Rotten Tomatoes uh-huh. or like any, you know, respectable source of, you know, film review mm-hmm. or and not or and, you know, the fact that they are part of the Criterion film because Criterion films are mostly known for being contemporary and classic films that have been either resonating because of art or because of great directing great the technical aspects in gen- the yeah. technical and the visual aspects and of course also the artistry that goes into making a film which is why sometimes it's confusing when things like chasing amy end up in the fucking criterion collection <laughs> and you don't even want to oh do a God. reprint you don't even want to update the fucking cover photo on it because it fucking sucks is it out of it's print right kevin now? smith you do not include that shit into the criterion collection i think it, it has a uh, it probably you has another company that distributes clerks. them now oh god they probably I, lost I the have, distribution rights I, for I, it i yet to watch it i don't i was going to in preparation to just kind of just nah, no well that was with not. the other the i know i know i know i i know yeah. i i don't yeah but uh, but right here, right now, we're here to talk about respectable filmmaking. Respectable. I, I did find this very I respectable. Would like to say. I did like it. I will say I did. Um, but like, I would just like to say that this film did get a 68% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, Roger mm, Ebert. Roger Ebert. Uh, Ebert, yeah. he gave it like a what? So he, negative zero. he probably Roger. gave it a negative zero. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's so I don't fucking okay. know, dude. I just read the words. I don't fucking spell them. He's so wonderful critic. I love him. But the thing is, you have to think about the time and place. I think that at the time, 
Uh, but I don't. Did he review like, at the time uh, and it has, place? Well, it no, has to be no. Ebert the, was more recent. But uh, as far as criticism goes for the night porter, um, oh, and it also Cavani was. Well, go on. Well, yeah, it received the sixty-eight percent on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, and of course, yeah. I, I honestly don't really trust anything on Rotten Tomatoes past when Rotten Tomatoes opened, whenever mm-hmm. the hell that was, because. I mean, if you add in scores from before, like... Yeah, uh, they don't really count. Like, from the 60s, <laughs> 70s film, it's not gonna... Yeah. That's true, but at the same time, I mean... It's Maybe. It's kind of good to see both perspectives, um, like you said. I, I, you know, I at do, the time of its release, it yeah. was like, oh my god, no, it's like the worst and, thing and, and that's that, been that's what made. They, and then there are still some people who can see it, kind of like Mother, or kind of like... Right. The house of Jack built. Yeah, they watch right. it. They don't get the psychological perspective of uh, it, like what the notation is. Yeah, but, then but you have they like, go and review it badly, and so that's why you have to sometimes view these things. I mean, this film. I'm gonna say it again. This film has a lower rating than Chasing Amy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it has to be for the controversial. And aspect exactly of it. it. Exactly it has that. to be because of the controversy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes yeah. it's not really that a film is poorly made. It's just that either some parts are hit and miss. And some parts were hit and miss for me. And I did want to talk about that. But yeah, so Ron, of- we're just going to leave it at survival. So, survival. I would say uh-huh. a psych- psychological drama. Yeah, that, w- that works for That's- me. Psychological drama is perfect because uh-huh. I would not consider it romance either. All right. Well, I feel like we've we've pretty much talked about like the good parts of it. We just like yeah. in general parts of it. But I want to the go cinematography. Ahead and talk about, um, yeah. What else? Uh, how well, I don't how talk about the bad parts first, and then we can talk about the good parts, kind of like the old classic way. And so, well, also just female director. She did great. Yeah, as a female director, yeah. They, but, I, I, mean, I love that female directors, you know, at the time were actually recognized. I had no idea they, that... They uh, were, At least yeah. even if it was for controversy, uh, you know, in a time where Fulci and Bava and the... And, Argento. And Argento and even Pasolini were still at the... And then he got murdered. And then he got, you know, he's <laughs> run over and you know, he got a pole shoved in it. But, you know, before all this <laughs> happened, uh, I, I like that we had filmmakers that people paid attention to. That's cool that yeah, we're so, women. But, I miss that. <laughs> but there were some parts, like I, like I said, like if it would have just stuck to like its original language because like when i watch historical films like unless you're gonna give me like the full-on like perspective like there is at least some backup you know for me to believe it's an actual historical film you know not just like the concentration camps because i was actually like okay it looks like a concentration camp but with those shoes on honey that house shoe (laughs) i don't feel it no i'm just kidding yeah so what you're saying they they should have had like german actors play the maybe not like full-on german actors but maybe they should have had the german actors for the ss officers or maybe probably i i do know that at the like it's an older movie obviously it's 1974 Mm -hmm. like usually like when they cast but it's usually for american movies that's why it's so weird when they cast like german like nazi actors they usually just get like somebody british yeah like british is always like a bad guy everyone in this not even like british is the bad guy but they have like the most i'm not i'm gonna say it like they have a lot of features that kind of look no like yeah they 
They're, no, not not. Uh, I would um, say that they would look like Nazis, but oh, you say <laughs> Nazi? <laughs> oh Lord! No, but I mean, so they have Nazis. Have Nazi saying. features? No. So this is Nazi propaganda, no, guys. Okay, going just so back we know. To the, going back to the historical facts, okay. So like when Adolf Hitler, you know, had mm-hmm. its like Volk ideal, and he wanted his. Um, is that what people. we're calling it? An idea. <laughs> okay, it's fucking propaganda. It's oh, yeah, that is, what the fuck that is true. Like, they, there was never anybody that was like, um, like blonde like, hair, blue eyes. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, no, like I've wasn't. seen the pamphlets and I've seen like yeah. pictures of like how German people, how the ideal German Volk people were supposed to look like. And if you did not look like that, you were immediately deemed as like you were pretty much useless. Not German. Not no, German. <laughs> You're a fucking gypsy, a communist, a, a gypsy Russian. Con- a and, and they, they have their, their dig they at were, communism. So uh, that's just, I'm not saying that British people are Nazis. I'm just saying <laughs> oh, that, you know, there might be some white people, white British people, you know, that look like Nazis. But they're not Nazis, though. <laughs> they can play a Nazi Full disclosure, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anybody's a Nazi, okay? Nobody's a Nazi here. Oh shit, Jamie! Um, the real Nazi just got back. Uh-huh. Uh, you had been <laughs> talking about the uh, criticism and controversy of the film, and so I, I like that. Uh, you know, you're talking about the good things and bad things. One of the yeah, well, things that it was celebrated for was actually they the Italian uh, industry celebrated, quote-unquote, her courage in dealing with the theme of sexual transgression and simultaneously castigating for the controversial manner in which she presented this transgression within the context of the Nazi Holocaust narrative. Um, Dear, are you on Wikipedia? I am. Do not read shit from... That is I the am, first rule of my show. You do not use Wikipedia well, as a first it's source. From, it's actually from... Actually, I use Wikipedia it's, too. It's, <laughs> it's from Ebert's review from 75, actually, from the Chicago Times. So, uh, so he did yeah, do a that he, he actually wrote a very, very good review on it where he talked about the film, even if he didn't like it. He talked about what you know, it was portraying. He understood it, and, and mm-hmm. I think that also plays into... Yeah, no, I, I understood it too, but I, I, mean, I, I don't think it. that I would like want to watch it again Like by the end. Oh, no. When they were rationing, oh, I was like, no. I want this shit to be you know, over. Yeah, and I, that is I, something I, I wanted it, to talk about, which is, is why I wanted the it. The length, yeah. Is Dr. Ryu talk about the link? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I'll say it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's like 30 minutes too long. It's like two hours. I think the runtime is like 100, no, no. Uh, 150 some minutes. Yeah. 158 so point, almost two. 158 uh, 0.59. Uh, not including credits. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, I remember. Not including, I don't think there was credits. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't like, think there was credits. Oh, there was, there was. Oh, yes, yeah, there. Oh, God, they took forever. It was. I don't know if you guys actually noticed, but like obviously she was really, really trying to get those Pasolini kind of vibes yes, because it was and Italian kind of like I get it, but like sister, I want to see like your own thing. Like I know you're trying to jarmusha, it, but <laughs> like do your own yeah. thing. Like I would appreciate it more if she would have given me more of her kind of idea, because I did feel like it was a little bit more like Pasolini. Like, even some of the shots were a little bit like Pasolini, but she she still did great, you know, mm-hmm. in directing the film. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead, Ron. You were going to say about Oh, the, it's like, I feel like it's like 30 minutes too long. It should have been like 90. 
Yeah. Because because around the ninety minute mark, I was like, all right, it has to be like kind of wrapping up, and I like moved the mouse to see where yeah, the time really? was and it was like 30 minutes left and i was like oh it's like another 30 minutes yeah, and that's the whole like them in their apartment and mm-hmm. rationing their food like that was that 30 minutes that really yeah. oh shit dude yeah because like it, it reaches its peak where you're like okay so what's gonna happen next okay so here we go we're gonna start going down the slope of mm-hmm. what's gonna happen the outcome the ending but no, it's just 30 minutes of fucking rationing. It's like that movie, Ghost Story, where it's that I person that eating movie, that so fucking fight, piece of cake for five me. minutes. Fight. My Rude, parents that person, hated that. That person. Or that ghost. Her name is Rooney Mara. I didn't she watch. deserves some I just watched respect. that five minute, and I was there staring. Yes, you should stare at Rooney Mara eat like, a pie for five minutes every day. Like, no. My parents hated it. They're like, why did you make me watch a movie? With a person eating five... Because it's art. Like eating it's painful. <laughs> five minutes. Because this woman had that? just lost her husband, had no idea how to Casey cope. Affleck and Rooney Mara? I thought you were talking about that Peter Straub, like... Oh, like, yeah, I know. Uh, ghost about. story, but... The, yeah, good. Uh, like, I think it's like 1970-something. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, Affleck, I know. gotcha. It's a new A twenty newer A twenty four film where uh, Casey Affleck. It's on Canopy died. too. It's very good. Uh, very, by the way, good. shout out to Canopy. Shout out to Canopy. Pay us, please. Uh, we love you. Some of us uh, can't afford Prime. We have to be fucking students uh-huh. to get free good movies. Yeah. Hey, like I'm struggling here just to keep that Prime right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, yeah. So one of like the downfalls of it was definitely that it was just. A little bit excessive with mm-hmm. some of the scenes. Maybe they were a little bit too prolonged. Um, like I said, I didn't like that it didn't have like a cohesive language. What were your thoughts on the language? Like, were you okay with that, or the dubbing was like? I mean, it, the dubbing it was noticeable. It still wasn't really that big of a deal for me. Not really. No, yeah. I can I, I can see I how I can feel the like honesty and like the 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 line not the lines but like when they were having their dialogues i didn't feel anything really. oh like on in those scenes when like, for me it was just words what really attracted me to the film was just the acting the way that the characters kind of like had that body language with each other because other than that i felt like the script was a little bit too bland but yeah i didn't uh, feel like that, yeah. anything resonated to me because usually like i'm used to seeing because like Shit that I love to watch is like a lot of Wong Kar Wai, a lot of Fellini. Give me some like poetry shit, you know, some Wim Wenders. That's what I like to, where mm-hmm. every line is a piece of fucking art. So right. when I go out of my way to watch movies like this, and usually uh, I can find good scripts. I, could, I can find good script writing, good uh, dialogue, good like, you know, chemistry with, with the lang- language, whatever. But this one was just really bland for me. Like I didn't feel very like... I was paying attention to what they were saying. I was mostly paying attention to what they were doing. Do what they, okay. So yeah. that was a thing for me. That, that's yeah, that makes sense. With the scenes where talking about the scenes where they're like an English, like um, when Max is talking to. Well, the overall yeah. dubbing, I think, right? You said just the delivery didn't the feel del- right. No, just the delivery, not really the du- the dubbing, just like the delivery. But the of dubbing the lines. is the delivery, like, you know. You know how yeah. sometimes when you do, because like I've I've tried to you know write my own scripts, obviously, mm-hmm. and like when you do script writing, you want to make sure that the dialogue feels like it's natural, but it's also like you know they're gonna say important things. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I'm accustomed to. So when they were really <laughs> saying nothing much, just the only thing I remember was my little girl because that was fucking creepy. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. you're talking about lines um, in the movie? Lines like in the movie. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh. like the writing that was. Yeah, the I would say like that the there's nothing. The directing was delivered. 
directing was very well delivered. I think she did a good job with that. Right. Uh, but the the script. I, I feel like it is a very subtle script. Blend. And with the subtle script comes the blandness. I don't know if, uh, obviously, the film did not aim for being bland or underdeveloped. No, because but the acting did, scenes were what was supposed to grab your attention, ver- not really what they were very saying. Much I so. understand that. But you and, know, for me, and, uh, personally. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, with stuff like the overdubbing, we can't really complain. I mean, we can and can't because that was just the way Italian That's, filmmaking worked yeah, at Pasolini the time. Yeah, Pasolini does it all the time. Yeah, I, it was a very, very big centerpiece of Italian filmmaking. And it's never going to really, I mean, we can't go back and change back history. All of the films that we're going to watch from the Ital- of Italian yeah. cinema from this time kind of have that correlation and so uh it it does it does take you out of it but uh and sometimes a bit too much but it's forgivable at least for me since i've just watched so much italian cinema that is it oh, isn't come on. You're talking to, like, but not right, not like, enough as you right not as of you yeah. but but you know i i also don't obviously this doesn't compare to anyone like Bussolini or anyone no, I don't I think like, that he's incomparable uh, but I mean she did a good job trying to but not it was I wanted to see more of her essence you know yes I wanted to see more of her, what she can deliver to me maybe that I would have felt a little bit more connected to the story not that I wanted to be connected like that right. but I always try to find a connection to the story yeah. that I'm watching mm-hmm. every time like either with the character well, I mean that's how you get invested into that's how the... you get invested it, clearly that's why cinema is such a big thing for me because it's right. like psychologically emotionally invests me into something and not many things can captivate me that way that... I am a commitment phobe I will admit mm-hmm. that and I am yeah. only committed to cinema probably I uh, same uh, but I uh, that actually brings up a, a good issue that I uh, wanted to bring up with you being that the film is so sexploitative and things you know watch it wasn't it wasn't it really wasn't it, it, it was a very artful film it was. Probably, in, in 1974 in it probably was like it, it, super it, oh, like yes. crazy and wasn't that when they were yeah. doing that like intense porn videos because they just got the v the vcr out wasn't it or was it I think that was more of a... Yeah, dude. Were, they were still in the cinemas. The porn was in the cinemas. The porn time. was still in the porn cinemas. Porn was still in the cinemas. But they were doing the porn... Vi- the porn... Yeah, even... In the same manner. In the same gritty manner. I guess so, yeah. Just didn't come out to like, I think the early 80s or late 70s, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. We learned something new today, kids. Porn <laughs> was in VHS in the 1980s. I'm trying to become a porn connoisseur. Porn starting with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, see you in a couple of days but anyways so ron what about you like what were some parts that you didn't like because those were the only two parts for me that's why i kind of lowered so um i would say yeah the the, i didn't like that they would like try to or she would try to convey something like in the movie um like and not really say it she tried to be like subtle like with the whole like um like so that dancing scene where they show the decapitated head yeah, the seven, and then yeah. you kind of from that scene you kind of get from her like reaction that it was something that she wanted and you kind of get that yeah. and then right afterwards it's like him saying like exactly what that scene meant 
And that happens like um, I can't remember exactly, but that one's the only one that stuck with me. But that happens a few yeah. times in this movie where they'll show you something. Yeah, the and, flashbacks. Yeah, it was and the then main yeah, part. and then and then when it comes back, he's like explaining it like exactly what that flashback meant. And I was like, I yeah, I feel like you could have like not done that as much. Yeah, Maybe so like in some scenes that are really important. Yeah, you could do that. That's true. But not so much like you don't have to do it all the time. Yeah, and like, I feel like, like that viewer. was like yeah. Because I was like, oh, snap. Like, they're not really, like, hand-holding you here. They're letting you, like, figure out what's going on. And you... Yeah. And then the next scene, or, like, right they afterwards... They tell you exactly it, what happened. He, so he says you it. don't get to really let the scene or what it means to, like, sink in and let you, the viewer, mm -hmm. interpret it. Because, I mean, for me, that's why I love cinema. Because it lets you also yeah. interpret it in a certain way. David Lynch is... Phenomenal at that. <laughs> he is. Shut uh, I also but, I also don't feel like a lot of those scenes digested, but um, like the flashbacks, like the flash. Mm -hmm. I like that the flashbacks I, were I, very jumpy. They didn't just yeah. like smoothly transitioned. I like that it was just instantaneous because yeah. it gave it that popping effect that was not very present in the oh, film like it's very low key. And it, it'll happen really quickly too, where like. Where it flashes back to him, like she's naked, like in a room, and he's like yeah. shooting a gun like at her feet. And then oh, it'll I cut like back to them yeah, like in the hotel, so, like, and you're just if like you're not paying attention to these scenes. You're gonna miss it. You yeah. have to really like sit down and like watch this movie. Get your beer. Get cozy. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's get your Crocs off. <laughs> Josh, that's a shout out to Josh in case he hears it. Shout out. Uh, what was I gonna tell you? Um, you were talking about. Well, yeah. Well, actually, Ron was talking about the jumpy scenes, oh, yes. and, but right. you, you the, talked about how you would prefer it that they didn't just immediately tell you, "Oh, um, well, this is what it meant." Yeah, because I want it to mean something to me. Too. I, I, <laughs> I feel like the flashbacks uh, helped the story a lot, but also were a detriment in the sense that through these flashbacks, we saw all of her relationship with him. You know, we saw. Oh how yeah! Did it was anybody count basically, how many flashbacks? It, I didn't count them, but we see well, we more flashbacks. Her, her quite, you know, behaviorally accustomed to this individual, even if he may be protecting her as a Nazi. Um, uh -huh. It just is. It, it it's a weird dynamic, and to have it again, um, is 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 strange but it's interesting and this is why i will go back to something that you were criticizing the end of the movie and yeah. how they uh were caved in and you know like yeah it themselves. was like they went back I, into the concentration i camps, I, but I, I exactly that were rationing they were both exactly living that. off of just you and know it was just i loved uh, that i loved karma. i loved the thematic connection of them cutting back to a place where she was so malnutrition mm, yeah. that they had to leave and they both end up dying uh but before that to the point where yeah, they were just what did you expect did you really I mean, expect them to just how could you have it pictured a happy ending where they just like run off no and are they gonna get married or are they just gonna continue to like Hate yeah, like, sabotage each other, like not sab but like they didn't sabotage each other. But there was no way that this relationship of seclusion could have worked, and that's what the ending really, really solidifies. Um, okay. The fact that they're murdered, and I, I believe that's very thematically connected to the Holocaust, which I love even more. That it 
uh, does such a great job of not only showing you, hey, she's in the same mental state again, and now he is too. And they're both in such peril for their lives. And it really ends in blatant death this time. There's a lot of power in that, especially considering it's him as well. That was a Nazi. And uh, I, I, I think that is a reason that maybe it was praised so much. Because after being such a weird, in-between, not really Nazi-sympathizing film, but still she falls in love with one, uh, it takes this stance where everyone is equal. Okay. And I love that. I, I love that it eventually got there, um, which is why I, I totally I love the ending of this film probably more than the entire film. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, it finally ended. It, no, no. I mean, yes, but but it was moving. Like, I paused it in shock, and I rewound. I'm like, this, are you serious? This didn't just happen. And I rewound. I watched no. it again, and it it, it really impacts you because you don't. You don't feel it coming. You don't see it you coming. You didn't see. I saw it coming. Yeah, when, when, when I, that I, Nazi literally guy, when they were driving, they were well, the shot. Oh, the other guy the following but, them. But, but I mean, yeah, nope. I but also right. too. Well, I mean, but the thing is, yes, yes, yes. The they were being followed, but what the, you thought they were just being followed because it was for protection. Well, no, no, the, no, no. I knew they were being followed, uh, but uh, the fact that they. Or just quietly walking, you know, after that. It didn't really, we didn't know the passage of time between. Um, for that to happen, and then just to see one collapse and the other go kind of frenetic, I think it, uh, I think it was her. Yeah, she, yeah, she hangs uh, on to like yeah. the, she hangs on to the railing. Yeah, she hangs on to the railing, and then she gets shot. I mean, you don't see that coming, even though you do see that coming. I, I did. I, be, be, because it's so. Uh, even that whole ending, even if you do see it coming, they're being followed. The jarring mm-hmm. ending. It was. It, it's very, it it's was. Like, when very, I rewatched uh, it for the second time, like, the whole entire movie, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and I finally, like, paid t- attention to It is very ending. effective. It was. I was like, wow, that was, yeah. Yeah. That's a very that's effective story. was it line. different? Had, had I ever seen? I had seen I, endings like that before. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. That, that was, I can see that's what how I, it could impact somebody. That's what I, when I, when I saw the ending, I was like, oh, like. Yeah, like I've seen that before. Yeah. Yeah. When like, that Nazi this? guy was like, the last thing we want is violence, I was like, oh, right. they're, they're, yeah. they want violence. Like, they're going to do something about you, this. <laughs> what is it called? Like, when you do exactly what you're not supposed to do, isn't there like a terminology for that? Uh, yes, there is. It, the name escapes me, but yeah. Yeah, it's just like, don't do violence. Okay, I'm doing violence. Um, I just like that it didn't use a cop out, you know, happy ending. So you I would like- consider this a. a because I also want to talk about the good points, so you would consider this the ending. I would. I, I, I think the yeah. the cinematography was on point. I think that for the political sphere that it aimed for at the time, uh-huh. it was very effective. Looking back right now, I don't think we can really look at it in a positive light. Maybe outside of a political sphere, we can. And outside of a misogynistic feminist Ooh. sphere, we can. But... Uh, that's a whole other argument that we didn't get into, but uh, yeah. um, I mean, I, if we would have gotten into the feminist argument of it, I mean, we, we would have gone we for did a long for a time, bit, and but we did. but we I, I do it. think that it is very deserving of its criterion because of how beautiful it is, how mm-hmm. meaningful the thematic elements are, and that guy 
damn ending that just stabs you you know because yeah. it should have a messed up ending it's a messed up movie about a messed up story well yeah it was in and it should it have was, a messed up yeah. ending yeah what about you ron what are what's the, your favorite the, scenes the favorite scenes uh i really like the when uh what's her name lucia first gets mm-hmm. to the hotel for the first time and they like see each other again yes and, the, and sh- they go to the desk and like he sees her there and then even afterwards too where like the whole time before that you see him as kind of like he's like in charge of this hotel and mm-hmm. he's like on top of everything and like after that moment he's like oh like he's like distracted and the whole like scenes after that he's distracted i like the yeah like i really like the beginning of this movie because yes. I'll, I'll say for real it's like i didn't read what this movie was about the description mm-hmm. like of it that well i just saw like concentration camps nazis i saw the cover so i was like oh, it has to have something like weird With the nazis and so stuff. i yeah. saw the movie and i thought it was gonna be like some like oh it's in this hotel and it was just gonna be like yeah all that messed up stuff was in the past and it's gonna be the whole movie was gonna be about like them yes. two like in this hotel stuck kind of trapped in this hotel and it might have been like this kind of like cat and mouse type oh, thing. It was like, actually, it, it, that's why it would it, be probably psychological and that's like and that's the part i did like and, and that's all yeah. in the beginning like yeah, probably like the first half of the movie the, yeah really and like i think that. and i think that's like the strongest part of like yeah. that's the that strongest part of the movie hour, yeah. yeah that's what really like just like boyhood kind of because you really you. build yeah you really build and i and i i also yeah. think that's what makes the ending so effective so as my favorite scene is going to be that dancing scene. It that, is just yeah. so breathtaking. No, I think my favorite scene was when they were at the opera, at the performance. Oh, yeah, that, that was really good. He's wow. just like staring at her like when we talked about it, when yeah. we were disgusted, where he mm-hmm. still has a and, hold on her. And, there's and a sh- it was so greatly shot with the zoom in and the zoom yeah, out. There's something yes. I didn't notice. There was a shot, though, where it, like it lingers like on the back of her head. Right. Yes. And I was like, oh, that's so cool because it's kind of like you're kind of like staring at You're the at one that's yeah, staring You're at being yeah. like this but, weird dude staring at this. Another, another, You're the masochist. Yeah. Another thing I loved about that opera scene is that when we saw a character, it would zoom, and after the zoom, it would go to a flashback. Yeah. And we would get this backstory, usually in relation to another character, and then get that character and get their sort of flashback. So this editing was just so yes, phenomenal. The, the was really well yeah. yeah. I'll say because it was my... in relation to every character yeah. and their yeah. development. I'll, I'll... So I, that added to the intensity course, yeah. and beauty of the opera scene. Yeah, because we talked about this earlier. Yeah, I said those are my two things I like about this movie. It's probably like the... Um, I do think it's like really well directed. I think she did a really good it job. Yeah. And the shots, some shots are amazing. Um, I think they're really, they some really look nice. <laughs> some shots, not all of them. Yeah, some, so, of them some look rough. really good. Some, yeah. But you can tell that was like, like a quick shot, like of something. Yeah, like it was um, just not, not enough editing time. And, and then the editing too, I think was really well. And I think that's, I like, I, I'm not saying I like this movie, but what I do like about it is probably like the technical aspects of it more mm-hmm. so than the. Yeah. Yeah, they were very well done. Like I I think where they should have messed it, they did. But I feel like in the artistry, like not just visual, I would have loved to feel. I felt more like connection towards the story, and I think that's probably why I feel like it was probably the script that flopped it for me. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it could be also that I'm not a masochist. (laughs) Yeah, and I I I do think that there's a yeah, and it is it is a style over substance film, and it kind of shamelessly does that, even though it does aim so hard to be substance with, you know, you the know, setting and the characters. It, it, it feels like it tries to it be. It tries to be, but it 
doesn't for the sake of subtlety. Yeah. In my opinion, or at least that's what it felt like. Yeah, you know, like I didn't think about to, that, but I think I, it I tried agree to be with that, more yeah. subtle because I don't feel like it was purposefully badly written. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it wanted to add some mystery, have a lot of mystery around its characters to the point where you're, you're intrigued right. and you want to watch them and learn about them. Mm-hmm. You're right, and and, yeah, and that that adds to the runtime. Like I I was glued to it, even though nothing particularly good happened for maybe 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, and, the rationing. Um, no, actually, I I liked that because I was like, oh man, like it's the same thing all over. And I really yeah, like that thematically. I, but it was just a little bit too, maybe yeah, kind of from I, like 30 minutes the, to like 15, 20 there minutes. There was a scene that, before that that went on for too that. long. But um, yeah, I think it would have focused maybe. Oh, the dry humping one too. Oh, that too. Oh, no. It, <laughs> it, it would have had That's some character weird, development. Dude. I don't know how I didn't bring that up. I mean, that was, if we, we would have had character development instead, might have worked a little That's better. That's what I am saying. Scripts <laughs> do that for your Scripts characters. Matter. If you want good character development, you have to write your characters properly. Hear that, Kevin Smith? <laughs> um, <laughs> but like uh, you had said, and going back to this filming, a criterion, uh, in the release, Annette Indelsorf said that the Night Porter is a provocative but problematic film. Yeah, that I it, think problematic would be like the definition. That's of this the film. first I'm word pro- I thought of when I saw I'm it. Flipped and problematic. Um, she goes on to say it can be seen as an ex- exercise in perversion and exploitation of the Holocaust for the sake sake of sensationalism. Yeah. On the other hand, a closer reading of the psychological thriller suggests a dark vision of compelling characters doomed by their world war ii past and see actually now going back actually going back to the question you had asked me if it would be like historically probably relevant maybe in that aspect maybe because i don't know it and enough because i haven't really had the time or want and need to explore how nazi people were with in, people especially I know in italy that they were just you like know? burning people well Italy was mostly fascist. Well, I mean, this was Vienna, Italy, right? But Italy yeah. was mostly in part with Mussolini, and then it was mostly the North because they were more bougie. The South wasn't even included in this. They were right. actually being murdered and being sent to concentration camps. Oh, good Lord. Uh, it was mostly the North that had ties with the Nazi Germany. But even then, you know, very typical Italian. I'm not going to say typical Italian, right? <laughs> I dated one, but... You oh know, for, no <laughs> you know but he he's the one that kind of told me it's just like yeah just we'll do it la- yeah we'll go fight war later we'll fight the war mm. later and that's how they probably survived by just never going to war <laughs> until the nazi officers you know stormed in and you know they made halfway in and then the war was won i think yeah and then i should know this shit i was like mm, you should you you went to school for this i would i got a degree for this well mm-hmm. have to. um yeah, yeah, no, those those are probably um, the things. But like I said, I digress. It's like, I think that it does probably go a little bit more in depth as to probably their behaviors because in that time when, you know, they were on the rise and, you know, their economy was booming, they were living very luxurious, very bourgeoisie-style yes, kind of were. lives. They're living the best of lives because obviously... Yeah, they were getting rid of these people who, yeah. you know, 
had nothing to do with them being poor you know you lost your first war honey you got to recover yourself on your own you know don't go killing people and we also have to take into account this is such a strange but, tale that would really yeah exactly it, you know it's, it's like when you th- when you do history and you don't go on a specific person i guess in a way this could be like a good example of like a specific story mm-hmm unless you really delve into like all the stories of Holocaust survivors, but some, some stories will be messed up. Like yeah. That. Like this maybe is probably very much. Uh, so I guess in a sense, maybe it could be historically yeah. relevant, but it's not accurate. So I will discard it. <laughs> my true self says no, right. but my body <laughs> says yes. See, and yeah. And I, and it goes back to, uh, the genre thing, you know, some people are going to see it some way, historical film simple some people will see it as a romance film and well yeah we some just literally will, discussed exactly that i and i think that's just going to be this big divergence in it it or has been a big divergence in it it's such a strange mm-hmm. movie yeah i i just it's really hard to pin down well did, did everybody get to talk about their favorite scenes do you have any other things you want to talk about mm-hmm. ron no, not so much. Yeah, I mean, so I that, we're gonna go into the ratings, and you know, I I kind of like soften up a little bit. You know? <laughs> that that, that feminism movement, you know, it gets me every time. Uh, I gotta love my sisters, <laughs> women filmmakers. I, I didn't mean to make it feminist, but yeah. <laughs> no, I love that every time you stray me right back into the right course. God, um, you're the light. Uh, a fun fact for anyone that likes the talented Mr. Ripley, she did direct the sequel to the talented Mr. Ripley. It's called. Um, Wait. How did we end up in talking about Mr. Ripley? Uh, she directed the sequel. Who? Oh, really? Liliana Cavani. Yes, ma'am. She did. It's called Ripley's Game. Uh, so that's another one that and I'm like, I found out last night when I looked her up and I was like, oh shit. Isn't the talented Mr. Ripley a remake of, uh, what's the name of that movie? It, it's a Pur- remake. Purple Noon, right? Uh, With, I don't uh, know. It's the guy, I don't know the actor's name, but it's the guy from uh, Le Samurai. Oh, uh, yeah. What's his name? He's like a oh French actor. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know that because it's uh, fucking Gidania. Wait, wait, wait. The last time, right? Uh, Jean-Pierre La... No. Not Jean-Pierre Alain Delon. <laughs> Alain Delon. I think that might be... Alain Delon. It is Alain Delon. Uh, with, with Natalie Delon. Yeah. Get that French New Wave cinema out <laughs> of here. It is French New I Wave. I still right. got it. So she, she did direct the sequel to, to uh, Ripley. Yeah, it's called Ripley's Game. Uh, like I said, I want to see Berlin Affair to see yeah, how she handles this. I want to see the good and uh, and the bad I, and beyond the, good and evil. Yeah, I I've heard a the good, lot, the bad, and the ugly. Thanks, Clint. The good, the I know. Right? I, I've heard a lot Just of really good thing about uh, cannibals, or as you call the yeah, cannibals. that was one of her first ones. Uh, I don't know. I've heard awesome things about how like demented it is. So I'm I'm interested oh, in seeing that. Uh, I actually have that on my on. My drive, so I'm gonna download that. Uh, I do, yeah. I, 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 I like, don't talk so about much. your illegal activities. On I this. mean, uh, <laughs> it's legal. We don't what? do. I bought them we all. don't do illegal things here. I, I, I bought all of these movies. We pay for. Um, we are good American people. I mean, come on. I, I, Who pay their taxes <laughs> and their subscriptions to their streaming sites? I do. Sites. I always. I do though. HBO, you know, gets me every time. A list every every month. Every month. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's go into the ratings, and I want to go ahead and start with you, Ron, because you know. What are we doing? Out of because Ron five? is probably the highest. Out of five or out of five? What is it? If it's five, if it's five, then uh, it's um. Because Ray's just here looking um, like a creeper. The typical rating that we do is one out of five. That's right. And again, you base it on anything you want. 
as Bryce asks every single time when we're basing it on him, like, well, what do you think about the movie? <laughs> so, um, one out of five. One out of five. Out of I five. would say it is... Man, I don't know. I don't... Maybe, like, a three? Oh, wow. I would... I don't know. Maybe like a three, yeah. I would say. Maybe like a 2.5. <laughs> a 2.5. 2.5. 2. 5, soft, a soft yeah. three. 2.5. soft three. three. Yeah. Why would you give it a... Okay, now why would you give it a soft three? Because... A I, soft flaccid three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would ever go back to this movie. Like, it, it's... I don't know. It's not a movie that I would like... That you would rewatch. Yeah, like I can never be like, oh, today seems like a night porter type of <laughs> yeah, type of type of night. Not. So, but not. I do, I do like it <laughs> for uh, the shots. Like I said, the we're shots, good yeah. editing. I don't discredit it. I don't know. Like it, I feel like it does have its place in, in the, the Criterion. Criterion collection. Okay. Um, but it's not really my kind of movie. So, <laughs> I would say a two point five three. Two point five. 2.53, we doing decimals. Yeah. Where are my blocks? Where are my counting blocks? Yeah. Can't do this. I don't think anyone's gone like like a prime number at the end of that. 2.53. 2. <laughs> 3.145. It's almost like you're not budging from that three, man. Like, yeah. Maybe. Really pressing on it. Maybe three. Fuck it. Three. three. We'll keep it three. Official. Don't, rating. Don't, 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 don't blank man this, man. Like, don't blank man it. <laughs> 2.53, right? 2.53, dude. All right. Well, DA, my beautiful co-host. Um, I rated it originally at three and a half stars, so three point oh, five. Is that um, on your leather letter box? Do you want to do a plug in for your letter box? Yes, <laughs> plugging my letter box slash T Sabata. Um, <laughs> I uh, I I liked it. I I'm teetering between a three and a three point five out of five, but uh. I I do think it was very well composed. I do believe there were issues along the way. I think that especially in our current political climate and the way that we treat women in the industry now, it is very problematic. And I could have easily bashed the crap out of this movie for that. Because well, you can now, because I mean, I want to know why you would give it a three point five. So, uh, I because I think it's cinematically beautiful. I think it was uh, very important for the time. I knew that she was going for something very ballsy, and she did that. Yeah, and I think that the fact that a female director in Italy raised so much controversy with a political purpose is important mm-hmm. because. Look at Spike Lee. He just won for Black Klansman. You cannot tell me Black Klansman is not a politically fueled film. So it is important to have things like this going ongoing. So I can appreciate why The Night Porter exists, and especially as a Criterion film. Yeah. Uh, So you you accept its position in the Criterion. Like, it deserves its position. Yes, I accept its position. I do think the script is problematic. I do think the characters are underdeveloped. I do, like I said, feel like this is the anti-Giaio, where it's muted. The colors are muted. The character, But it's also very Gaio in the sense that it's the dubbing is exactly the same. The acting is so overacted. Okay. You know, there's just that sense of non realism that contributes to taking you out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's forgivable because I guess I've watched so many Italian films from this time that it's just like... From this time, though. From this time. Full disclosure. From this time that I'm just like, I get it, you know? But, you know, even then, dude, if you look at Italian cinema that was not 
super dubbed nine billion times at this time like some of it wasn't great like someone yeah. just, I, I i watched a video essay on the night porter and someone was comparing it to other uh another italian filmmaker and you know it still wasn't a great time for italian cinema yeah. but uh obviously the dubbing did not I was like full uh-huh. on like I think because of that I just want to like full on but, say when you have the option to have it in the in its original language for any film I feel like there should be you should watch it in the yo. original that you'll get more out of it watching it in the original language for some reason I feel personally that so, so, would be the right way to do so it. So does that mean uh your uh your solo rating loses a star or my which one? Salo. That's for that's for that's for another well, No, time. I know, I'm but gonna, they did the same thing. I'm not gonna give it away now. I'm not gonna be like there was hot, there was Ninja super Turtles. dubbing in yeah. that film. Full on five. No, you know, but like you know, this dubbing occurred in films, especially like Salo. I know, I've seen it, and but I hate it. I hate that. No, but it's this a is Suspedia. about. <laughs> I hate the dubbing of Suspedia. But you know, it's just that that was filmmaking at the time, and it's what we've come to accept. Yes, but I'm saying, yeah, I know. And that's why I'm telling you, like, sometimes maybe you can't, you know, have it lose credit because of the dubbing. Right. But, like, when you have the option to watch a film and, like, you know. It's native tongue. Na- native tongue every time. Like, I just wanted right. to give that advice out yeah. to people I'm not, who I'm are not. just so comfortable watching everything in English because it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, I'm not going to put You get Roma more out of the English. film when you watch it in its natural language because it's just, it's full composure. It's just giving you everything that it's supposed to be. But all right, uh, so you're rating three point five. Uh, yeah, I'll stick with my three point five. Yeah. All right. Well, I you know give it a. See, I was thinking about giving it two point seven because I don't believe in whole numbers, but you know, like a three sounds like it's a it's a passable three, but you know because she's a film female filmmaker, she's a female director, and you know I love my female directors. But at the same time, you know, I'm very conflicted with the fact that I was just confused the entire time of what kind of relationship story it was. Right. So that lost a whole star for me. And then the some of the shots, you know, were not really my favorite. So eh, like maybe like, you know, this 0.75. I mean, not 0.75, like 0.25 mm-hmm. out of that whole star. And then we go into decimals and then... Um, I'm just going to say I, I, I can't do math, so I'm just going to give it a three. No decimals. A three. I give it a three. And, you know, I, I was going to give it a 2.7 at the beginning. But, you know, after this whole discussion, you know, like, I think that I may have missed some points that were very important that I now can resonate to. And I think I would not watch it again soon, but right. it's something that maybe I could find myself watching again with somebody else. I wouldn't want to watch, like, show it to somebody. Like, hey, let's watch Night Porter. Yeah. You know, hey, let's not... have movie night and watch Night Porter. And we almost did that. We almost, we did, almost that, did that, but we watched, what, what did we watch? We didn't watch we didn't anything. Watch we were going to watch Burning and we don't oh, watch anything. Oh, shit, we still have to watch Burning. We too. still have to watch Burning. But, yeah, I, I, still, I give credit where it's due, which is in the artistry, and then, like, the point seventy five is just completely complete script but you know like yeah. i understand the script was left for characters to just give out that mysterious vibe but you know i was already confused with the story i was confused yeah. with the languages i was confused with everything and then you give me a confusing <laughs> cast which is just four people four or five people and i don't i only know two people's yeah. names you know oh, by yeah. the heart i don't know any yeah, of those two are, two are fleshed out quote unquote yeah. you know which one's the monocle guy 
the monocle was it the guy. Yeah, Klaus? Uh, the I think TV. it was Klaus. It was Klaus. That the, is, the monocle is Klaus. He yeah. walks in. He's the one that does the performance, right? Yeah. No, that, no, no. The, the monocle guy is the guy who has his hair like slicked back, which I don't. Yeah, it's him. That he is, I still not. I still don't know. Is he a Nazi too or not? No, I think I had read that he was a Nazi survivor. Oh, so he just but, hangs out with them now? Yeah, but okay. you didn't see that one scene where, you know, uh, este, what was his, este? Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, shit. Oh, the, the Mexi- Mexican came out. Mexican. Oh, shit. <laughs> Once the Mexican comes out, you know, it's downhill from here. God. No, I'm kidding. But uh, the main character, was it Max? Max. It was Max, Max right? Was the main character. You know, like Max goes to, because uh, I also read up on it, and I did see the performance twice, and I was just like, what is this? Where right. he's just like adjusting the lights, and then there's this guy just like half naked dancing around oh, in yeah. his bedroom. Right. I think that was Klaus. That's Klaus. Oh, okay. Was that Klaus? Klaus. Dude, was... I'm telling you, I didn't really, and that's because I watched this movie twice. I didn't yeah. catch much of the names. I just caught Lucia and Max. His name and... is Philippe Leroy. Uh... And then like, I, is he? No, nah, that, that's the monocle guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the wrong guy. That's, that's monocle guy. That's the monocle okay. guy. See, I'm telling you, dude. Yeah, this was a very yeah. This is one of the strange so films. So, 0.75 on that. Yeah. And I think that would be it for me. Yeah, I can yeah. I, I can see it being one of those that people you know have an issue with. But it's interesting because the issues that I hear you all having with it are not the issues that, that you're I, having. Not me personally. Yes, I yeah, guess. This is all personal for me. Um. Like, you know, and not, no, not so much that I disagree with you because they do. Be, uh, but like, oh, okay. In comparison, <laughs> uh, in comparison to things like uh, people that are criticizing the film now, look at Roger Ebert, uh, who had, I mean, his was the '70s, but there's others from like '05 and more recent ones that are obviously very influenced by feminism. If someone right now were to watch this. It's just, like I said, it is a very, very different film to see in the Me Too slash Time's Up era. It yeah. just... Oh, yeah. It, plays, oh, yeah, it but, has to no, play differently. That, and, and, yeah, and, like that, but I'm completely... I completely yeah, it, separate it, it, my politics separate, from my film. But see, the thing is, you cannot... It's my love, it's you, my soul. Oh, wow. This film is a political film, though, so you can't say you're separating It's not like it. I'm blinded by the fact that it is a political... Of course, I'm a history major. No, I'm not... <laughs> I know, but I'm saying this is a political film. I know, it's, but like when I watch cinema, I want to be able to just take in the story, you know, for what it is and not be like... I, I feel oh. like the, but you can't appreciate the story without the history. You know that better than me. No, yeah, I know that. But what I'm trying... How am I trying to explain it? Like... Oh, I, would, I would say it's like uh, the like, I, politics I, I, like of the time. I would say like yeah, you got you, you to like watch it and be like of the time because uh, I know that feminist movement was really mm-hmm. strong at that time. But right. I don't because that's what like she was thinking to, of when she was making the movie. Yeah. It had so to be the current yeah. climate. The, like I can I can respect the current climate, but I can't like bring it in and tie it in like right. like Spike Lee did it in Black Klansman, where that totally ki- that ending totally killed me. Do you, do you spoiler think, alert? Do you, do you think what and see for me the ending is what brought it all together? But I'm not going to discuss that. Uh, but see, is it not important for us to look at films like The Night Porter through that scope now? Because okay. obviously a filmmaker like her went for something very feminist at the time, but is no longer it is no longer perceived as feminist. People criticized it, especially Ebert, of being very uh, male gaze. I know there's a word for it, but he said it was just not 
the feminist film that she wanted it to be. Yeah, but for because- many people... It was at the time. Well, yeah, but that, so, exactly. It's so, different things for many mm-hmm. different people. And, and, and I think it's generation. That's why I like it when films give you the open interpretation to things. Because then it lets you invest yourself more into the film. Oh, yeah. And I feel like if you just like... like if, you you leave said, it, if you leave it open, something that was made, let's say, 1974, yeah. you watch it. It can mean something you, then. Yeah. You watch it. it and, in 2019, and it can mean just something it, like, But... That's also important. Does something hold up? Does the night portal hold yeah, up? I don't now? feel like it held up for me. And, and for that, me, no, that, for the feminist doesn't. politics of it does now, not. it does not. Right. So I cannot take it into accountability that it resonates to the feminist politics of now. But at some point. But I mean, not just because you know she is a fe- like we have to give her credit where she's due. She's bringing out you know ideas that are probably seemed crazy at the time yeah it was at its time you know like i want to connect it to its time and then if she gives me the time to process it which she kind of didn't because like Mm -hmm. that script was not Mm -hmm. really meant to then i can kind of connect it to oh you know maybe i can take these key notations this was a psychological film so it was mostly things we and that's what took a while to figure out like Mm -hmm. it It was a a romance film and then it was oh wait this is kind of like stockholm syndrome and wait am i supposed to be rooting for this guy like what's going on and then you know you get into it all and it changes it very much changes uh but it was lubricious that's the male gaze word uh yeah ebert said that it was a nasty lubricious film which would be pornographic in another word and in the end i mean lubricious now that you bring that up and you know just kind of like wrap it up i mean i guess that's probably why you know nazi exploitation films came out of this because then afterwards you get ilsa from the ss and i mean from what i was told from my coworker who you know, heard. I don't know if Noelia told you about them. No, but, she didn't tell me about. Yeah, she told me. You know, she heard a podcast about the SS, Elsa of the SS, and you know, she was fucking brutal. She was like f- burning people. She was chopping up Jew people in you know people in the concentration Is camps it, and feeding it, them to their dogs to her dog and just when she was asked, "Hey, did you feel sorry for it?" She did not feel sorry for it at all. That's you know? a movie. That's is it, a is fucking it, movie, dude. Uh, like, it, I'm not even kidding. It's just like raw as fuck is it, but like now you have but like see now you have a female doing all of these horrible things you know so where's the feminism in that is is it uh ilsa, ilsa kosh ilsa kosh mm-hmm. uh a uh nazi concentration camp Oh my god, there's more than one concentration camp. Oh, well, this is the movie. Uh, there kind of was. Uh, oh, no, yeah, no, it's the same one. Can't think but of uh, there was only one. It's, it's Ilsa Kosh. Dude, there are little, like, 30, 15 minute docs on YouTube, and they call her the bitch of Butchenwald mm-hmm. Nazism. Yeah. There you go. See? The witch of Butchenwald Nazis. Yeah, like, she so, was a bitch of Nazi prisons. Uh, one of the she was one of the most what notorious about? Nazi prisons. Exactly, she was a fun, SSI. yeah, fun stuff, fun stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> she wolf of the SS. I'm adding this to my watch list right now. Okay. Well, yeah. See, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's the kind of filmmaking that came out out of this. But 
So are you able to tie in the feminism into now oh. having a female? I wonder how she feels the- about <laughs> Because obviously, I don't think she made this movie to be that, a Nazi exploitation, and but to say that this movie like kickstarted that, it did. I would like to see. I wonder if there's an interview with her saying like, like her thoughts on it. Yeah, like, oh, I'll, I'll look for one later. Hashtag but, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh wow! I uh, I follow this uh, like a transgender woman uh-huh. on uh, on Letterbox who completely bla- like bashed Ilsa. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, so it has to be good, right? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's like I cannot wrap around my head uh, like I might wrap my head around this exactly, movie. See, it's offensive and audacious. Exactly. So, but see, <laughs> that's the thing. Now you have the female being the one yeah, in power this is so this how, year. how would you feel about that like where is the female empowerment in that like should i feel okay that you know it's the woman now who's doing yes. all these things mm-hmm. but she's doing horrible things so how am i supposed to feel about well this? well, well think See, about that's it. why i don't like bringing in politics into maybe the films the, because maybe, but that doesn't make sense because like it's all the, nazi the films thing. Is, it the, is it the nazi, it's just thing? The nazi thing dude like you can't it's just it's something that you can't really feel okay with yeah i guess that's, I but guess you're that's not supposed to dude like spike it's not I, even that I you're don't. not supposed to it's just like clearly morally wrong yeah but people like literally I guess don't know that, that. that's yeah. why we have neo-nazi marches and that's why spike lee made black clansman and i that's why i, well, I i'm sad that you feel that disconnect towards the end of the movie because i feel like it is the perfect connection between no. the film like I don't like like what other connection can you make to our political climate right now that's that effective? Well, I mean, if, if that was the case, then like we, what are you gonna I do? Could, I could literally make a case of a of any politics in literally every single film. Then that devalues the credit of it being yeah, a political film. Yeah, but not film. not every. Yeah, but no, but because that's the argument. Because now, like, if you find a political argument in every single film, then mm-hmm. it's just going to discredit every political movement. Right, but not, uh, of course that's not why, every like, film is political. That's why, like, when we do, like, the criterion thing, not really the criterion thing, but, like, the film thing, like, you want to talk about, like, the the fine filmmaking, the filmmaking aspect. And, but, and I, I appreciate one... the politics of it, but I don't see it. I don't see like I, uh, other than the fact that it was a feminist mm-hmm. director. I mean, the fact that it took place in the '70s during a time and was meant to be a statement for the government that we didn't live for and exist. I don't feel like I can say anything exactly. because she made a big fucking deal over there and she made this film controversial. Like exactly. the reason that we're talking about this movie and having this podcast right now no, is because this film resonated in Italy with the government. The way that Salo, the way that Salo did though, dude, yeah, and then but it doesn't matter what murdered. fucking year. It doesn't matter. Like the reason we're having this conversation is because of the influence of this film. And I think that's the importance of it that we cannot overlook look that the fact that it was political as much as we want to separate politics from art and as much as we try to there are just some films that we cannot to value and this is one of them okay all right yeah respect yeah i just i i i don't see it any other way i I, yeah feminism sure that's a touchy subject with this film because it tackles it in a good and bad way but as far as politics it was very politically geared and she knew that. For its time. For its time. But looking back, I mean, now it's problematic. So, oh my goodness. So, yeah, yeah you know, it's, it's not that I want to get into that. I'm just saying it's a... Uh, <laughs> 
it's um yeah it's an issue that obviously oh man this got too heated <laughs> no it didn't i'm just saying you know films obviously age differently and this was like if you i mean look think about salo dude is that anything oh, that's that gonna, is a serious policy? yeah but film, is but... salo gonna aggravate anyone right now is this movie going to aggravate anyone right now? No, because these are things that existed within their time. That's what I'm saying about this film, though. Yeah, no, I, I, but I agree with you. Film. Yeah. Oh, you no, but he's also saying that it, it should oh, connect okay. to I what's thought, going like, on. From the get-go, he's yeah. like, I don't agree with you. <laughs> no, 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 I, he I, doesn't, no, he, I know. He meant like he doesn't agree with your... Well, like, I don't, you don't agree find, that there should be a separation all the time okay. of politics no, and yeah, art. No, all the time, no, politics but like film. for this one, I feel yes, like that's why we, it is political, but like for its time, it was because it was a big deal. Female director yeah. in Italy, uh, yeah, like you said. And yeah. then not only female director in Italy, tackling what is one of the most horrific events of a time, exactly, which is the Holocaust. And then and going deeper a and using a relationship between you know, a sheep and a wolf, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then trying to see how the sheep is going to survive or if the wolf is going to survive. And if so, if you really think about it logically, can both the sheep and the wolf survive? And that's why they both died. Yeah, because the film quite literally tries to justify Either one of them goes. Either she was going to die because, I mean, that was the entire thing with the trials. Either she was going to die or he was going to die. Yeah, it was... Yeah, and he did not want to was. give her away because, I mean, that's the romance aspect of it, I guess, that he was in love with her or something. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to give her away. and He would rather sacrifice himself to her, but then, and that is why yeah. .75 lost. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I feel like I am good. I had to say what I had to say. Probably yeah. said a little bit too much that I had to say. I can only hope to God that Ray respects me enough to just make me sound good. I'll do my editing tricks. <laughs> Should be all right. Jumps to flashbacks. <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. <laughs> okay. Um, all like right. Lars von Trier. Confirmed you all, as a Nazi. good with the... Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, goodbyes, I guess. Before we do that... Um, I do want to bring up something that you said about uh, watching movies in their like, mm-hmm. I guess their native language. Yeah. JCVD, John Claude Van Damme movie. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Which one? It's called It's called JCVD. Oh no, I haven't JCVD. seen it. No. I'm just laughing at you saying John Claude. He speaks like a, like a lot of French in this. Yeah. And he flows very well. And I feel like John Claude Van Damme in his name in like in French as opposed to English, totally different actor. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I could just be fucking around here like I normally do. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that was a very thorough discussion, yeah. analysis, if you will, of uh, The Night Porter. I have not seen this movie ever. Yeah, I faked and, my way into being a doctor. And frankly, I, I feel like I know a lot more about this movie if I were to <laughs> actually go and watch it. But I mean, it seems very like uh, there's a lot of debate going on mm-hmm. about this whole film between like, I mean, y'all said like it's filmed very well. Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit of problems with the screenplay. Well shot. And of course, like controversial with like the subject matter and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, but uh, anyone out there who's actually wanting to watch this movie, I mean, I mean, you listen yeah. to the podcast. I honestly, I would say, it would encourage. Yeah, you to watch like, this. It's movie. not a waste of time. Yeah. I would say it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not a waste of time. Like maybe once in your life, just to see it, just to experience it. I guess. Right on. Okay, um, I just want to do our little quick uh, endings here. Um, 
Please follow us on uh, those social media things at MoQuest Studios on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, YouTube. Instagram, YouTube. Yeah, all that stuff. Does anyone want to share any of their uh, social media or whatever, Twitter, Instagram? I mean, if you don't want to, please. <laughs> there, there are certain folks that when, whenever we do this, pretty much give me a fuck off answer. Really? So you know who that would be. Oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> uh, oh, I know. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, uh, Twitter, uh, Ron Vega 92 following. My Twitter is calcium underscore waste, and my Instagram and Facebook are calcium waste. All right. And I guess I'll just share my Instagram. I just started it back up again because I've been MIA. It's uh, idania.su or so. All right. So if you have any hate directed there. Call, call if, me you come an and, if you come and attack or... me, I am from the ghetto. I will meet you in the parking lot. Yeah, RGV, real, man. Lilithania <laughs> um, is a confirmed Nazi, so. I am the... <laughs> okay, Chris and Dunce, calm down. <laughs> you going to get up and leave now from no, the No, but I don't interview? have my Nona Ryder or like, anyone else to help <laughs> me. You know? God. Shirley yeah. Gainsborough, where are you? Like, I, Lars I, Montreal. Yeah. Okay, Montreal. And again, well, uh, she's right next to me, but you know. Yeah. This Again, this is our... Uh, divergent or we're diverging our normal uh, cinequest video um don't, no one out there can say that we don't respect or try to discuss or explore the spectrum of film from trash to art right? <laughs> it's our first like first uh i guess journey into the artistic version of film because right now we are celebrating trash whenever we do our bi-monthly <laughs> entertainment yeah. movies oh, okay. and then of course our children delusional versions of nostalgia whenever we do our normal cinequest movies mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah. yeah so anyone else who normally participates in our cinequest video obviously does not have the criteria or knowledge to explore criterion movies uh maybe well ron obviously ron, does, all, yeah. ron is the only one that was like oh, yeah. he's a capa- of all capable trades. enough to come back and discuss these movies everyone else Completely incapable. <laughs> While y'all were discussing the movie, I was just already hearing comments thrown out there just oh on God. certain things. Oh, yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I thank you guys for like trying to uh, going into this. And, thank like, you for giving yeah, thanks, us yeah. a dip voice your, and an outlet to actually just discuss film yes, I, openly. Sure. Dip, I, your, dip your toe into the holy waters of filmmaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I am a minor in film, but I'm more from the trash cinema. Uh, and I, that's why you minored. That's why I'm minoring in it. My whole goal was to be like a Lloyd Kaufman kind of guy. Oh. <laughs> and frankly, I think I can achieve that with like about 10 bucks and like my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone for participating yeah. in our uh, Venture into Criterion movies. Mm-hmm. Um, signing off. Signing off. Uh, please. Ilania. GA. Ron. And I'm just engineer here. And you're fucking off. Right. Goodbye. Goodbye.